I recently heard this. My brother texted this to me this morning. A man was sizing up God, and he said, God, how long is a million years to you? And God said, one million years is like one second. The man asked, how much is one million dollars to you? And God responded, one million dollars is like a penny to me. And the man smiled and said, could you spare a penny? And God smiled back and said, sure, just give me a second. <laughs> About a month ago, I preached on first Wednesday of January the thought, even now. How many of you are here for that message I preached? The idea was that God can do things even when it seems impossible, even when it seems like nothing can change, that even now God can show up. We, we took it from John chapter 11, Lazarus' sister said that to Jesus, and Jesus wasn't there when they thought he should be there, and then they said, we believe that even now, that if you just make it happen, that, that God can do some supernatural stuff even now. Well, I preached that message, and we asked you to fill out cards and bring them to the altar during our 21 days of prayer, and so many of you were there that night and prayed, and we, we just people believing big. Well, after that service, I received a text message, my wife and I, and I was pulling out of the driveway. It was really late. It was, a, it was just a longer night, and I want to read to you the text. This person will remain anonymous. I won't say who it sent it, but... To my wife and I, late on that Wednesday night, they said this. They were in attendance for the service. They said, I know that God can, but what about when God still doesn't? What about when someone does truly give something to God and pray and pray and pray and surrenders everything, and you know he could, but he doesn't? It's hard for me when I hear these sermons and I always want to ask, in all sincerity, what about the people like me who God didn't show up for? Today I want to preach to you a message when miracles don't happen. When miracles don't happen. Have you ever been there? Have you ever prayed and asked God to do something and he didn't do it? Have you ever prayed for a healing and it didn't happen. Have you ever prayed for a thing to change and that thing did not change? Did you pray for the raise and it didn't come? Did you pray for the promotion and it didn't take place? Did you pray for the baby and you couldn't get pregnant? With all sincerity, held the hand of someone you love, spoke scripture, anointed them with oil, called the elders of the church, had prayer groups going, and yet they still died. What do you do? when miracles don't happen. When I received that text that night, I was so stirred, I wasn't upset. I didn't feel this person was out of order having their questions. And so I got on the phone with that individual that night and what, we're, what I'm gonna share with you today was what came out of my spirit that night. I didn't have notes, it just came out of me and I thought to myself, I'm gonna preach this whenever I feel the release to do it. So what I'm gonna share with you for the next few moments is what I shared with that lady on the phone who had legit questions of what do you do when miracles don't happen. There are many people in this room and joining me online today 
that the reality of it is you're in a place of frustration. You're in a place of, of questioning and doubt and wondering why. And if we were honest today, many of us have, have lived in a place, maybe grown up in certain denominations or religion that told you that you couldn't ask God that question. You couldn't question God. But even Jesus on Calvary, in his dying moment, said, why? The humanity of Jesus pressed on the cross, and what comes out of his mouth is a sentence in the form of a question aimed at God. Why? Have you ever been there when miracles don't happen? In thinking about this topic and speaking to that lady that night, I was reminded of a man named David who was the king of Israel. The Bible says he was a man after God's own heart, but David had some struggles, and one day he sinned with a woman that wasn't his wife, and he wasn't her husband. The Bible says that she ends up getting pregnant because of this experience, and as a result, the Nathan the prophet comes to him and rebukes him and corrects him and says that he had done this major sin, and he becomes broken, and the Bible says that the baby that they had fell ill. And God told the prophet that that baby is going to pass away. And David was devastated. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 16, this is where we pick up the story. And David therefore sought God on behalf of the child. Have you ever been there? With everything inside of you, you just pray and ask God. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. He had prayed, he had fasted, he had believed God, he had trusted, he had called his prayer group, he had called his pastor, he had done everything he knew to do, and the baby still dies. And the servants of David were there, were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. How then can we say to him, the child is dead? He may do himself some harm. What they're saying here is, if he was so bad before the baby died, that after we tell him the baby died, David could take his own life. Pretty intense. Verse 19, but when David saw his servants were whispering together, David understood that the baby was dead. And David said to his servants, is the child dead? Just tell me the truth. And they said, he is dead. When David saw, when, in verse 19, when David. Do you remember when, the moment you knew the miracle didn't happen? Do you remember the moment when you felt that knife twist in your heart when they said, he's gone? Do you remember the moment when your CPA accountant looks at you and says you have to file bankruptcy, the business has gone under? Do you remember the moment when you're in the, when you're in the hospital and they say we can't find a heartbeat? Do you remember the moment when, when, when she walks in and hands you the papers? Do you remember when 
the disappointment that you have, you have prayed and believed God. And you have fasted and you said, God, I want my child to serve you. And then you get the call and you say, he's OD'd. I'm talking to real church people today. I'm talking to real people that's been frustrated. I'm talking to real people that have, have walked the floors at night and begged God with all sincerity and faith that you could muster and you got the call and you got the text and you knew when, like David, it's, there's nothing we can do. I mean, I'll stand up here and preach that God can do the impossible, and God, but there is a sense of finality with death and a sense of finality with seasons of our life that we face. What's like, what do we do now? when it seems like God lets us down. It's not uncommon to get stuck in seasons of struggle and disappointment. And here's the truth, in reality, when we go through these moments where we feel like the miracle didn't take place, we feel like God let us down, one of two things happens. Number one, disappointment can make us frustrated with ourselves. Did I not pray enough? Was I not full of faith enough? Did I not pray long enough? Do I got sin in my life? Is God not pleased with me? Come on, where's the real church people at today? I, I mean, I really thought, I really thought that God would have heard my prayer, but now I don't know. And to add insult to injury, it's hard to watch other people get miracles when you've been praying for miracles yourself. Isn't it hard when you're the only girl in the small group that can't get pregnant and everybody else can? Isn't it difficult that, that you've been praying for a new job and you've been seeking God and asking and then some other person gets a job? It's hard not to get a little fussy about that. It's hard not to be a little bit like, wait a minute, I've been coming to church, I've been serving God, I serve on the, I'm on the usher team, I tithe, and this heifer doesn't even pray. Come on, back, talk back to me a little bit. I know I'm not the only one that doesn't think that stuff. Have you ever been on social media and you scroll and you're like, how are they at Disney again this year? Because that brother works part-time, at the grocery store, and she's a stay-at-home mom. You know their mama takes care of their bills. I knew that's the truth. <laughs> my mama took care of me, and my daddy, yeah, come on, you know how it is. You catch yourself getting a little bit irritated and mad, and it's like, what's wrong with me? The next thing that happens, we get disappointed. When we feel disappointment, disappointment can make us frustrated with God. How could he? If God's so good, why is life so bad? Why has my son got the diagnosis? Why is my daughter got, why is my daughter in the psych ward? Why is my wife sick? Why is my husband this? Why, 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 why God? And disappointment has a way of destroying our faith if we're not careful. In fact, if I were to open these doors today and invite every person in the room that's frustrated and mad with God and in the golden triangle, you couldn't get them in this room today. They've experienced some disappointment and they get upset 
when hard things happen. Let me tell you this. In the passage, if you read it, the Bible says when he experiences, David does three separate things. He does a lot of different things, but it's three thens. So when David experiences this disappointment, then David does this, then David does this, then David does this. And so with our remaining time together, I want to talk to you about the three thens that David did after he experienced a bad win, W-H-E-N. Verse 20 says, then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. If you're taking notes, the first then, the first healthy response in moments when it feels like God lets us down, we need to adjust your perspective. You need to change the way you see it. When you and I are living with disappointment, this brings us to a critical decision that you and I have to figure out something right here. We can either let what has happened to us make us, or what has happened to us break us. Are you with me? It's like the meme I saw on Facebook years ago, and and. It said the same hot water that can harden and boil an egg can soften a potato. When I saw that on Facebook, I said, mm, Lord, I feel your word, Lord. Because here is where difficulty, hot water, disappointment, pain brings us to that we can allow what has happened to us turn us into someone we don't wanna be, hardened and bitter and angry and frustrated. And there's a lot of good Christians that love God, come to church, but they're mean, they're bitter, they're angry, they're frustrated. And then there are those who allow situations to soften us and say, God, here I am. Instead of David being frustrated at God and saying, God, why did you let me choose this way? Or why did you let him do that? Or why, 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 why? David's perspective was totally different. He got up, got up from the earth, and he went to church, and he started humbling himself. And he began to like break his heart in front of God and worship him and say, you know what? I can't change it, but I can change me. I'm not gonna let myself get bitter and angry and frustrated. I'm not gonna let this turn me into something I'm never meant to be. You gotta change your perspective. Watch what the verse says, verse 21. Then his servant said to him, what is this thing that you have done? Like you've been crying for seven days, praying for seven days, and now when you find out the baby's dead, you stand up, you anoint yourself, you wash your clothes, you get ready, and you go to church? They said, you fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. Now he's dead and you're starting to eat and have a good time. What's going on here? Verse 22. He said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live. David's like, I'm going to stand in faith and do everything I can. I don't know what else to do. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he won't return to me. Here's what David is saying in sense. Like, like I am going to change the way I see this, even though this didn't change the way I wanted it to, to be. 
I prayed, it didn't happen, so I'm just gonna lift up my head and I'm gonna walk out here. David wrote later that he is the glory and the lifter up of your head. In other words, if God, if you can lift your head up, you can get up. But David, in this hard season that he's in, has to make a decision. Am I gonna let my perspective get angry and get bitter, or am I gonna adjust my mind and my heart and tell God, as he said later in Scripture, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in to the house of the Lord. The same guy who was going to the house wrote that about the house. He's had his struggles and fair share of difficulty. Watch what happens next, verse 20. He then, everybody say then, went to his own house, and when he asked, they set food before him, and he ate. He then arose from the earth at first, washed himself, cleaned up, went to the house of God, and then he came back home. After he went to church, he headed home. Now I want you to imagine this home he's facing doesn't have the baby in it. He has the nursery painted, the crib purchased, the Amazon wish list has been filled, The child safety locks have been put on and he shows up to a place where there should be a baby crying in the middle of the night. The Bible says he came back home. Not only do you need to adjust your perspective, but you need to address the places of hurt. When you're frustrated, don't be afraid to face the place that hurts you. When we allow God to do a deep work in our life, we have the power to face the places that hurt the most. Because here's the reality as Christians, we don't advocate for the idea that we just, we don't push our pain underneath the rug and act like it ain't there just because we know Jesus. Say amen. As Christians, we know where to take our pain. The Bible says that we cast our care on him for he cares for us. And that you can face it. Let me tell you something. When you and I stay pliable in the hard moments, when we keep our perspective right, and we stay like that soft potato when we're in, in, in a sense, when we stay humble in his presence, even in difficult moments, you can face things that you thought you could never face. You can see that guy that beat you at Kroger and be like, I'm good. When at one time you would be shaken and nervous and worked up, but God in his strength and power can help you face and address things that you used to run from. He can do that. He can help you lay in the bed at night now that you're a widow and you were married for 40, 30, 50 years. And now you can lay in that bed at night and he or she isn't there, but he gives you the power to address the places that hurt the most. You can do this. Are you with me? And then it says, then David comforted his wife. I never saw this part before until this week. Then David comforted his wife. What's this mean? Not only do you have to adjust your perspective, Address the places of pain, but you need to assist others. In other words, that when we go through things, God can get glory through our story. And God can bring us out and lead us forward. And, and here's the reality. What I've found 
to be very true for me and encourages me, and I believe it to be true for you as well, that the greatest testimonies are often the ones that are not sensational miracles where God showed up and did the impossible. We thank God for it, and we believe God for it, and when he does it, we praise God for it. But sometimes those who have suffered deeply and found God to be faithful in the pain are some of the greatest testimonies we have ever heard. People that have struggled through poverty and struggled through brokenness and struggled through abuse and, and, and God was faithful and kept them and strengthened them. I'm going to tell you, God can use the thing you thought was going to kill you to help somebody else. One quote says, if you give it to God, he transformed your, your test into a your mess into a, and your misery into a. Now, now, I believe there are people in the room that you just heard those three points and that spoke to you, that, that ministered to you those three points. But it, it doesn't help with the stinging factor of disappointment. Like, like you heard the three points and you wrote them down and you're gonna work through it. And it doesn't feel good, but you know you're going to have to adjust your perspective. You know you're going to have to address the places that hurt, and you know you're going to have to assist others along the way. That's a great three points for someone to walk out of here today equipped saying, I'm going to walk through difficult places. But I need to talk to the people that that sting has not left, and you're still disappointed, and you're still wrestling with what God didn't do. Have you been there? It's so hard sometimes to sit in church and hear everything God is doing for everybody else. And you know in your heart, there are some things that God still hasn't done. In the conversation with that lady that night, the conversation went to this point. I've never preached what came to me that night and I want to share it with you. Is that okay? We're in closing. The plane is coming down. Put your trade things up. Put your seatbelt on. We're going to land this plane in about five minutes. Are you guys ready? I'm going to get you out of here. We're going to get to Cracker Barrel. Can I get a witness? Now listen. The Bible tells us about Thomas. Doubting Thomas. Thomas, his reputation was known for doubting Jesus. Every time he turned around, they say, Jesus, we should send these people away. There's too many of them. They're hungry. Jesus said, well, let's feed them something. Thomas speaks up. We only got 200 pennies worth. That's, what are these to so many? Thomas, who's asking you? Brother? Here's what's crazy about Thomas. I feel like Thomas a lot. I feel like I relate to Thomas because Thomas is real. You know, James and John are always trying to sit on the right hand of Jesus, trying to be important, trying to feel like somebody. Peter don't ever shut his mouth. And Thomas just, when he speaks, it's a pretty thoughtful thing. Like it's real life, right? That's why I like Thomas. Look, at this is so good. Jesus is crucified, 
And the Bible says the, the disciples were from afar. They watched this whole thing go down. Well, he resur resurrects from the dead. And the apostles, Mary, Martha, they're all talking about it, right? He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Well, the Bible lets us know that in one place that, that Thomas wasn't there. And they keep telling everybody, he's alive. And Thomas says, wait a minute. Come on, any Thomas people in the room? It's just like, wait a minute. Thomas said, in essence, I have seen too much. Like, I've seen too much. I saw them beat him. I saw them pull the beard from his face. I saw them spit on him. I saw them mock him. And I watched him breathe his last on the cross. I saw that thing. And he said, unless I see with my own eyes the scars in his hands and I can put my fingers in the hole of his hand and put my hands in the side where they pierced him, watch what Thomas says, I will never believe. Come on, any real people in the room, that's real Sunday morning talk. I will never believe. You have fooled me once. I will never believe this again. I've seen too much to trust God now. He's let me down. Nobody else was there but you when your husband died. You've seen too much. No one else was there for you when you had to file chapter 13. You've seen too much. Nobody else was there when your wife came out with, your, with her miscarried baby in her hand. You've seen too much. Nobody else was there when he beat you, when she lied on you, when she was in the psych ward, when you were struggling with... No, nobody else was there. Thomas, that spirit lives in us today. I won't believe it. Watch what happens. Thomas is known for being doubtful. But just because he doubted Jesus, Jesus never doubted him. Watch what happens. The scripture says that eight days later, Jesus shows up in the house where they were. And, and this is where it gets crazy. All the other apostles believe in him. He's alive, he's alive, Jesus. They're all about it. They're all about Jesus being alive. And Jesus comes in, and Jesus, there's no record. John writes it. There's no record of Jesus talking to any other apostle. He don't talk to Bartholomew. He don't talk to John. He don't talk to Matthew. But he talks to Thomas. And, he's, and he comes in. And the Bible says, he says, put your hand in my, look at that. He goes, put your hand in my side. Look at my scars, Thomas. This is what's happening. And the Bible says, Thomas responds, my Lord and my Jesus was in essence saying to him, look, I've hurt too. I've bled too. I've been abandoned too. I've been disappointed too. 
I cried all night too. I've lost a friend too. The Bible says that he was like us, with us. Like I came off the stage down here with us. He was with us. The Bible says common people love Jesus. Watch what the scripture says. That he was tempted in all points like as we yet without sin. That's saying he experienced everything you've experienced. What's crazy? This is so good. The Bible says that the apostles were all there. Everybody's there. You know who's in the room? A guy named Peter. Peter writes later something interesting. He sees what those wounds did for Thomas. Thomas needed to see those stripes, those broken places to find wholeness. And Peter, in that moment, makes a mental note and writes in his book later, by his stripes, we're healed. We're healed. Here's what's happening. Thomas is trying, Peter is trying to communicate to us the stripes that healed Thomas from his disappointment, from the pain, from the hurt, from his frustration can still heal us today. The key to finding healing is to looking at Jesus and know that he became broken. He has scars on his body to heal us from the scars in our soul. God, I thought you were dead. I didn't think this was going to work. I will never believe unless I... The key to healing is looking unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Hear me. Jesus became broken so that we can become mended and there's some people in here that you can never find healing because you're still looking at the past there's some people that you keep looking at your ex you keep looking at who hurt you you keep looking at the disappointment but the writer of Hebrews says look to Jesus listen I can't change what happened I can't explain why it happened I can't tell you that, I can't give you an explanation of why certain things happen, and no preacher should even try. But can I tell you today, what I can do is come in this room and put corrective lenses on you and say, get your focus back, David. Look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Only he can heal you, because Jesus knew what it was like to be broken. Here's a couple things you need to do. Here's a couple things you need to do in closing today. Number one, you got to stop feeling guilty for what was out of your control. You couldn't have controlled some of this. And the devil has hounded you and made you feel condemnation and guilt. This was out of your control. Let it go. Take you off the hook. The devil is the accuser of the brother, and that's what he's going to do. His game is to push you down. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. The second thing is you got to let your grudge with God go. 
easy to be mad at God. It's easy to be frustrated at Him. I read a quote a few weeks ago, and let me share this. The point in our relationship with God is not always to get answers. It's getting to a place in your relationship with God where you don't need them. Jesus said in the garden before his crucifixion, he goes, I don't want to drink from this cup. This is too much for me. And watch what he says. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. It ain't comfortable. And I'm, I'm, I'm squeezing and fighting. and I, I, the, It's heat. I want to be an egg, but I know you're making me a potato. David said in Psalms 42 and 11, look at this verse. Why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him. Hear me this morning. I'm not preaching to impress anybody. I came on a mission to find some people that are in the ICU in their spirit and tell you, you can praise again. You can be alive again. You can have faith again. You can stand again, David. It's time to get up, David. I can't change what happened to you, but you can change how you view what happened to you, and you can be who God called you to be, who always causes you to triumph. Paul said, for I reckon not that the sufferings of the present time are worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. You may not like it, but the Bible calls it light afflictions, which are but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. Here's the point. I could have saved you 40 minutes and just told you this. But write this down. The key when it seems like a miracle didn't happen, as hard as it may be, is to not run from God, but to run to God. I don't know how to change it, and I don't know how to get you through it, but I can tell you this, if you can get your focus right and determine in your heart that I'm not going to be defined by failure and brokenness any longer. But that all things, somebody say all things, work together for the good. Will you do me a favor all over the room where you stand? Did this minister to anybody today? Here's what I want to do in closing. David, I need to talk to you. I ask that no one move around unless you're serving. You got something to do. But if you're in the room, David, and you have wrestled with this place, and it feels like God has let you down, and you know you're here for a purpose, 
And you know God has brought you to this moment and this sermon spoke directly to your heart. I don't care if it's just one of you, but I want to open this altar and give you the opportunity to come to the front of this room and say, you know what? I've experienced some pain. I've been disappointed. I've been hurt. I've been, I've, I've, I literally don't know how I'm going to get through this. I trusted him and he let me down. But today, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to change my perspective. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to address the places that hurt. In the name of Jesus, God's going to use my story to help somebody. If you're in the room, I want you to start making your way. Just make your way. I don't care if it's just one of you. Just make your way. Come on down. Come on down. People are coming. People are coming. People are coming. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. Make some space if they're coming down your aisle. If you can just move for them. Come on down. Come on down. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. You're not weak for coming down here. You're strong for coming down here. It takes honesty. It takes strength to be honest. Come on, they're still coming, church. Look at this. Isn't this amazing? Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Because you got a lie inside of those. Come on, with hands raised all over this room. Oh, come on, my soul. Sing it from your oh, spirit. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Hey, we say. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't, don't you, you get, get shy on me. Lift up your song. Hey, cause you've got a lion. You're a good father. You're a good, good father. I'm letting bitterness go. I'm leaving it at the altar. Awake, oh David. It's time to wake up. It's time to get up.
I pray for people and I'm, I'm declaring things are going to happen. But I'm telling you prophetically what I know the Lord just spoke to me. I will be careful with saying God said. But I sense God saying it is changing. I don't know what you wanted it to change, but it is going to change in Jesus' name. It will be different. It will be different. It will be different. What's your name? Tamia. The devil is such a liar. He is such a liar. He is such a liar. So many of you are sitting at this altar. The devil has told you so much crap. Can I say crap? I just said it. It's my church. Listen, the devil has told us so much stuff and made us think it's over. But the devil is a liar. He lies. And what's been floating in your heart and in your head, I pray truth come. I pray peace come. And what the devil has been declaring over you, we speak life. And we rebuke the plan of the enemy. And we plead the blood of Jesus over you. Somebody say, come on, my soul. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, sing it all over the room.
This is a day. This is a day. There are sermons I preach where we pray God change it. God's going to turn it. God's going to do it. But this is a day where God may not change it, but God changed you. God changed you. Some of you have been praying, Lord, move this mountain. Lord, move this mountain. Here's what he says to you today. I'll just give you strength to climb it. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy. Lift up your soul. Because you got a life inside of those lungs. Thank you, Jesus. Get up and praise the Lord. Can you pray for her? Right there. Yep. Thank you. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Thank you, God. Because you got a lie inside of those Get up and praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Greater is he. Greater is he. Greater is he. Get up and praise the Lord. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shouted up yours. You got a lie inside of those. Get up and praise the Lord. Thank you, G. People are weeping up here, man. God is doing a work. I don't want to rush it. Just give it a minute. We'll wait 20 minutes on tables at the grill, but don't let the Holy Ghost move for 10. Let him do a work. Come on, David. Somebody needed this today.
except for a heart singing hallelujah Jesus name thank you Jesus you know, I did this last service impromptu. I'm going to do it again. I don't know if there'll be a bunch of you. And service went a little long today. I understand that if you need to go, well, you can, you're free to go. But if you're in this room today, and whatever, you could be in the back, you could be in the front. I'm going to give you the opportunity. You may be thinking, well, I didn't come ready for this. That's okay. But if you're in this room and you say, you know what, Pastor Ethan, I felt really strong for this last service. But I believe there could be people here today that say, you know what, I want to get baptized. I didn't come in ready. I don't have clothes. Here's what we got for you. We didn't plan this, so we don't have clothes for you. Uh, we don't have anything but a towel for you. Is that okay? But if that's you, just wave your hand. You say, I want to get baptized right now. Look at that. Just come up. Just come on up. Go to those stairs right to Kirk. See that tall guy? Go to Kirk. Just follow Kirk. Come on, guys. Go that way. I'll baptize you right now. Is that all right? You guys in a hurry? Look, they're coming up this side. A few of them coming up this side. Just come on. If you're in the back, come on. I'll baptize you right now. Come on. This is God working. This is God working. stayed and hung out. I want to remind you that you can give on your way out. We thank God that you were here. This is like a little bit of a formal dismissal if you want to, but if you want to keep seeing the fire burn, you just keep hanging out. I don't believe God's done yet. Are you ready? What's your name? Harley. Harley. Okay, Harley. How old are you? I'm 13. What made you make this decision today? I'm tired of hiding and running and living in fear. I'm so proud of you. You follower of Jesus, I love it. Are you ready? Father, we thank you so much. We baptize her now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in Jesus' name. Come on, Come on somebody, Lord, give God praise. You me, lift up your soul. Cause you got a lion inside of those tongues. 
still lining up. What's your name? Annabeth. Annabeth. How old are you? Thirteen. <laughs> it's amazing. What made you make this decision today? Faith over fear. Faith over fear. You ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shout me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs. Ready? Get up and praise the Lord. Past ready. What's your name? Corey. Corey. What drew you to this decision today? It's just long overdue. Long overdue. That's awesome. Long overdue. Perfect day for it meant to be on this day. On this day. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I'm proud of you. Church family is going to cheer you on. Are you ready? Baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. I love it. I love it. Everybody got their phones out. You got a lion inside of those you ready? Get up All right. What's your name? Bradley. You ready, Bradley? Why are you doing this today? Man, there's been so many times where I've had an opportunity to get baptized. Something gets in the way. But not today. Not today. The door's shut. Another one's open. Somebody shout, not today. One more time, shout, not today. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout, not today. All these, all these nice clothes. And, are you ready? What's your name? Brent. What's making you get baptized today? It's been a long time coming. Um, I feel like I've been waiting for the perfect moment. Doesn't exist. Why not now? Why not now? Why not now? You ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, all over this room, give God praise. Give God glory. All right. What's your name? My name is Mark Weathers. Mark Weathers, you sound like car salesman name. That's funny you say that. My dad was a car salesman yeah, for real. I'm a prophet. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow, car salesman. My name's Mark Weathers. Come on down. 1099. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel yeah. it. What making you make this decision today? Well, it's a uh, it's a long story. I'll try to keep it short. Uh, honestly, I, I've been an atheist more of my life than I've been a Christian, and uh, like. And like around, like lately, especially through like these 21 days of prayer, like my sister and Kai, like all these people have been having like some powerful prayers for me. And um, I'm having a kid coming up soon and there's just been so much pressure on me. And uh, through this process, he's had me walking over mountains that I always thought were too tall for me. And, and it's just, it's amazing. And in uh, and, and one way I want to give back is I want to make like a public declaration of faith. I want everybody to see the old me fall away. And I want to, because the talk can only go so far, you need to really go out and express God's love for other people. And, um, and, and I just want to be a leader to my friends and my family and show them that I do love genuinely. 
Come on. Hell lost another one. Hell hated to lose you. You're going to be an influencer. I just pray that over your life, that God's going to use you to win people to Christ in a way that you can do it. Because you walk different path than everybody else. You were an atheist, didn't even believe. And I pray that you win hundreds of other atheists to Jesus Christ. You ready? Mark Weathers, right? Father, we pray for Mark today in the name of Jesus. We baptize him now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy Lift up your song. blows my mind is the age of everybody like everybody's under 30 well, how old are you 24 the devil has made us think through social media and the news and statistics that this generation don't want God have you been looking at the age of people getting baptized the devil's a liar God's on the move all right what's your name Mordecai Mordecai's your name wow it's really biblical really deep like Mordecai that's your mother's maiden name Mordecai how old are you again 24 all right you were weeping down there a moment ago what's making you make this decision today I've been lost for a long time a long time and I'm trying to get my way back the only way I have is my family and my support system that I have my friends and everybody just give me back to it and one thing you can't be found until you know you've been lost. That's brilliant. You ready? Baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Hallelujah. you got a What's your name? Sanat. Why are you getting baptized today? Um, I'm just tired of living in fear, and I'm ready to give my life over to Christ. Uh, uh, I love it, man. The Bible says, any man that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's not a bunch of stuff, not a bunch of rules, not a bunch of regulation. It is just saying in your heart, confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord. So right here in this water, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Are you ready to be baptized and leave the past behind? Yes, sir. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, my Come on, soul. somebody. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up yours. You got a lie inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. All right, what's your name and why are you getting baptized? forever and God told me I was worthy I love it I love it you ready come on up a little closer father we baptize her now in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and in the name of Jesus Christ praise oh, God come on my soul oh, don't you get shy on me lift up your soul cause you got a What's your name? Jenna Kate. Jenna Kate. Jenna Kate. 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 Is that your first? You have two first names? 
southern double name. Uh, that thing is, my name's Ethan Ricky Paul. I got a southern triple. Why are you getting baptized today? Um, it's been weighing on my heart for a while. I got baptized really young and I understood it, but I just wasn't ready for that commitment. And ooh, if anybody's had a story, it's mine and testimony. I got one and your message really spoke to me today because a while, a while ago, I was really bad, depressed, anxious, suicidal, and someone told me, quit asking God, why do these things happen to me? But ask, how can I use my pain for the purpose of the Lord? And that message really just hit it on the head and I just hope that one day I can take my testimony and help people how all these people have helped me going to. I believe that with you. You ready? Father, we baptize her now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your son. Why are you getting baptized, Matthew? Lord, I'm just tired of living for the world. I've been addicted to too many things. And I'm here now. I'm just declaring publicly that I'm ready to live for the Lord fully. I'm tired of living for the world. Listen, I don't know if we know what we're seeing. I don't know if we are comprehending. I've been in church my whole life. And what I have seen today, I have never seen. This is God doing what only God can do. You believe that? What would you tell people that are like you out there? Just first, you know, look to Jesus and surround yourself with good friends that also believe that Jesus is the only way, you know, and just go to church and pray. And he'll, take, he'll take addictions away in a heartbeat, you know, and sometimes it takes time, but he will. I'm proclaiming that today, so. That's awesome, man. You're going to be free in Jesus' name. We'll keep playing freedom over you, and who the sun sets free is free indeed. Are you ready? we we'll baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, man. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. What's your name? Katie. Katie. Why are you getting baptized today, Katie? I grew up in a Southern religion church, Pentecostal church, and it's just time to get back again. You spoke a lot to me today. So. I'm so glad. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Where's Nova, the camera? We should bring Nova, set it right here, so that people can see their face a little better. Try to figure that out for me. Because this girl is genuinely being touched, and the tears are so real. I'm so proud of you today. You said you grew up in a Pentecostal church? Me too, honey. It doesn't show, I promise. I'm so proud of you. You can never outrun him. When the fire's in you, it never goes out. David said, I can make my bed in hell. You'll be in the midst. Are you ready? Father, we baptize her now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Cause you got a lion inside of those lines. 
You're turning some things up today. Things are turning for you. What's your name? George Anna. What's making you get baptized today? I got baptized when I was 12, but I was a good kid, so I feel like now I've been through so much. Now you're a bad adult. Get cleaned again. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Something about a new season and a new chapter. That's what you're declaring today. I'm just, I've been through a lot. Made some mistakes along the way. You know, in the Jewish tradition, they were, they are not against getting baptized over and over for different seasons of life. And this is a new day for you. You ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shout me. Lift up your song. Can you get baptized today? Well, it's been on my heart a while, but I've just never really felt like I was good enough. And today's, your message just really spoke to me, and I'm ready. God's going to take me as I am. Are you ready? So proud of you. So proud of you. Father, I pray no condemnation. Shame off you. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shout me. Lift up your song. Cause you got a lot. Jesus' name. Silent those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, look. We don't want to stand out. Water, it's up to you. What's your name? Tara. Tara, what's making you make this decision today? Okay, go CCA. I'm glad. 
glad you go there. I go there. <laughs> Just kidding. Are you ready? Father, we baptize her now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Because you've got a baptized today. Why? Because I'm tired of running from God. So proud of you. So proud of you. Are you ready? Star. Isn't Faith Hill from Star, Mississippi? That song? Star, Mississippi. I know what I'm doing. Keep, come on. You ready? Star. Father, we pray that she be a star in the community. That she'll be a light to lives around her. We baptize her now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Because you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. All right, what's your name? Patty. Why are you getting baptized today, Patty? Actually, you just baptized two of my granddaughters. <laughs> Those are your grandbabies? Grandbabies. Star and uh, Cheyenne are your grandbabies. I have 11. You have 11. Very cool. I'm so, this is amazing. You guys want to come a little closer? They're back there being creepy a little bit. <laughs> All right, you ready? Patty, yeah. what made you make this decision today? Oh, I've been baptized before, back in 94, I think it was, but I just want to rededicate. 20 years later, let's renew the tags. <laughs> Are you ready? Father, we baptize Patty now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. What's up, brother? Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Because you got a lion inside of those lungs. Steps, yep. Get up and praise Step up a little bit. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, mate, what's your name? First of all, you need five X shirts now, T-shirts. We'll get some. Can you get him a five Xer next time we roll around? Um, I lost my spouse. I lost my parents. I was the caregiver for them. Lost my sister through pain medication. Lost my brother just just happened a couple of years ago. Um, lost my parents' house. Lost everything. I've been close to loss for a long time and it's been tough I've been pretty uh, grief uh, depression just regret and despair has been rampant but I'm going to get up off the ground and go worship I'm going to go eat and I'm going to go take care of others you listen to the sermon today he just recapped every point man you ready? It's going to be a new day for you. And you're going to be strong. And God's going to use you to help others. You ready? Father, we baptize them now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. There you go. Oh, come on, my soul. 
Victoria, is that how you say it? Why? We got some people in the cheap seats. Why are you getting baptized today? Because uh, I'm tired of being frustrated and disappointed in myself. And I've been baptized like twice before and then feel like it didn't work, so I'm doing it again. <laughs> I've heard a lot of stuff. That's a new one. Those first two didn't take, but praise God on the third time. Yes. Yes, Jesus was in the tomb for three days. Somebody say third time. Are you ready? God honors your faith. He honors your heart. You ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah. Because you got a What's your name? Holy. You have been crying this whole time over there. I'm so glad you're up here. What's drawing you to this decision today? I've been through so much in life with family and loss and I've been running to thing after thing after thing. And I used to be so close with God, but something happened. My well-off passed away. And I prayed to God, I was like, God, please him. don't take him. He's all my mom and aunt have. And he died. And I was so angry for so long. And I hate God. And now I'm trying to get back to him, but no matter how hard I try, no matter how hard I try, I find another distraction. And I'm tired of running. This sermon was for you today, wasn't it? God knew. I had another sermon, didn't I? Relationships. We were starting in February. And I thought I'd do something else. And God just ordered your steps. And that's real talk. It's real stuff. You represent millions of people that have had to wrestle with this. But today, you're David. You're getting up. And you're going to stand strong and you're going to face what scares you and he's going to use what's hurt you to help others are you ready we baptize you now in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and in the name of jesus christ oh come on my soul oh don't you get shout me lift up your soul What's your name? Azaria. Azaria? Azaria, I'm sorry. How you, why are you getting baptized today? I just feel like I need to dedicate myself to the Lord. How old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. Is this your mama, friend? Mom? Come on in, mama. You excited for her? Yeah. What's your name? Ambrosia Brandon. Is this a big deal today? Yes. <laughs> Your mama loves you. Your mama wants what's best for you. Mamas ain't perfect, but the Bible says we obey our parents for this is right. It doesn't always say they're right. And I just hope that this will begin a, even a new spiritual journey for you too. That's something to be, there are people who would be crying because they don't want her to get baptized. That's a good mama. It's praying for you, loves you. 
You ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, my soul. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy me. Lift up your Praise. Crazy. you got a What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? What's your name? Uh, my name is Charles. Starbucks? <laughs> my name is Charles. <laughs> I heard Starbucks, bro. I'm getting tired. It's like, my name's Starbucks. <laughs> I saw you at the altar. Yeah, he's at the altar. Latoya brought you up. This is your baby? This is one of your kids? Because you got like 14. He's number 15. Are you ready? Why are you getting baptized today? Um, last month, um, I was contemplating about um, suicide, and uh, time's been hard. Um, but your message today, you know, was talking about David. Um, I can't give up, give up so easily. Are you ready? We baptize, the devil lost another one today. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in Jesus' name. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Cause you got a lie inside of those bones. Get up and praise the Lord. There's almost no water left after Starbucks got out. <laughs> are these your people? What's your name? Taylor. Why are you getting baptized today, Taylor? Because I felt lost for a long time. And I'm just ready to fight with Jesus. So we're so proud of you. you how long have you been coming to the church? For about maybe a month. This is crazy, eh? You're getting baptized today. You got kids, family, husband, relatives? I have a son that's six months. And I want him to see me fight with Jesus. Legacy, spiritual legacy. Now, who are these people being creepy? There's my dad, and that's my grandfather. Man, they are definitely in the game right now. They're all about it. Look at it. Wiping tears, both of them. Listen, isn't it crazy? We didn't plan this. And this something, aren't you proud, Grandpa, to see what God is doing? Let me come to you. Are you glad to see what God's doing in your family? Thankful. It's super fantastic. Praise God. God, good. What about you, Dad? What do you think? Tickle to death. So happy. It's just examples you're going to set for her son. It's just amazing. Thank you. Are you ready? All right. We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Come on, church. Oh, you God, me lift up oh. your soul. Because you got a lion inside of those tongues. Get up and praise the Lord. Told Pastor Tyson, we're earning our lunch today. What's your name? Oh my. Oh my. 
This is real, church. Just let it happen. <laughs> oh. Why are you getting baptized today? I just feel the Lord telling me to just stop running. Yeah. It's time because you just try to wait on the perfect time. It's never the perfect time. And you just you get tired of feeling like you got nowhere that you fit in. But he's just telling me that my place is with him. you say to a bunch of people out there like you? Just, just don't try to fit in anywhere. Just give it all to God. Are you ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy me. Lift up your soul. proclaim him over my future and my next steps as I'm about to graduate. It's a great decision. Are you ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy me. Lift up your soul. Cause you got a lion inside of those lungs. Are you ready? She said, this is my friend getting baptized. It's good to have a friend like this. Why are you getting baptized today? <laughs> I ran away from God for a very long time. Between depression, postpartum, everything, I honestly thought God gave up on me. And I found him. And he is blessed to be driven. This is so good, so real. What would you say to her? Keep fighting, stay with God, keep the faith. Oh my God. Is this crazy or what? Are you ready? Girl, you are a mess. We're gonna have to leave you in this water. Been through a lot, huh? You know, there's that scripture that says it came to pass. It didn't come to stay. It came to pass. Are you ready? We baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come, on, come on, somebody soul. praise God oh, with don't me. You can shout me. Lift up your song. Why are you getting baptized today, Amanda? I wasn't raised in church. And as a teenager, I went with friends just to get out of the house. And so I was baptized in a swimming pool in a person's backyard just because everybody else was doing it. Um, 
I started coming here two years ago. I just felt like I needed to be here. Everything that I've been through in my life, I, I was molested, I've been raped, I had miscarriages, and I just always just felt some reason not to be faithful to God, but he's never left me. He's stood there beside me. Um, a few weeks ago, my oldest son's 19, and I've been trying to get him to come to church, and he just flat out said, Mom, I don't believe in God. And it hurt, it hurt so bad because I didn't bring him to church. Um, I have a seven-year-old and a six-year-old that's in kids ministry, and they're the ones that push me every weekend to come to church, even the days that I don't want to be here. Um, uh, I got up this morning, and they've been sick. They have they didn't want to come, and I said, no, we're going. I'm the one that brought them today. I'm the one that was supposed to be here. And... Every time there's time for baptism, I've made excuse after excuse after excuse. And I come up front this morning, and I just kept saying, hurry up, let's get this over with, I'm ready to go. Um, the line kept growing longer and longer and longer, and I finally said, I've always made excuses, it's time, it's time to do it today. Um, he's not left me, and I no longer want to say, why is that mountain there, I can't go over it. God's going to give me the strength to get over that mountain. Amazing. Are you ready? I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Woo! Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shout me. Lift up your soul. Cause you got a Everybody else, I think you're half done already. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, there, come on. It's your mama. We baptized you last week, didn't we? Tell everybody your name and why you're getting baptized. Cheryl Hutchison. Baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shout me. Lift up your song. Cause you've got a
done things and had to be things that I never thought I'd be. But I've always kept my faith. And I will tell you, you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't you get shy. Be lift up your soul. Cause you got a lie inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. All right, tell everybody your name. I'm Cameron. Why are you getting baptized today, Kim? Well, uh, I've been thinking about doing this for a long time, and uh, I was baptized when I was 12 years old uh, in the Mennonite Church, and uh, I just feel like I was baptized into a religious belief system that I've come to realize has got some flaws, and uh, I've had a lot of anger and rejection in my life, feeling unwanted and unloved from my childhood. I... Uh, had a lot of struggles through life, left the Lord, lived a life of sin for, for a, quite a while, and uh, basically ruined my marriage. And we started coming here about three years ago, and uh, never have left a, left a Sunday without being filled and blessed. And <clears throat> I, uh, um, me and my wife are separated right now, and it's caused a lot of frustration lot of turning to the Lord and of course I've been praying for a miracle and um, at this point it looks impossible from a, from a man's standpoint and I have just um, this message really spoke to me today that I need to get up out of the out of the dirt and I need to stand up and uh, just give it all to the Lord and get rid of my anger and my frustrations from the past, from the religious belief system I come from, release those people, and uh, just, just trust my whole life into, into the hands of God. Are you ready? We baptize Kim now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, my soul, oh, don't you get shout me, lift up your soul, cause you got a I know this woman. Well, there's that 5X shirt that guy was looking for. <laughs> What's your name? Lena. Who's your husband? I believe you know him. I believe you know him. I'm just like, uh, I'm shocked to see you up here. 
getting baptized, Lita? Um, I was baptized when I was 16 or 17, and several years ago you were rebaptized, and I knew that at some point I would want to be rebaptized, and um, I'm I've been waiting for the right time, and I feel like I'm do God is doing it. really given me a new um, just a new new knowledge of him, new revelation of him and deeper understanding of him. So I believe now that time is right. So. Now this one's personal. People don't even know what sometimes a pastor's family goes through and just the wrestling matches we have at our this is one, and I'm not just saying it because it's my wife. This is one of the most pure people I've ever met. So pure in her heart. Her conscience is so tender. I've never baptized a family member. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Are you ready? Father, we pray in the name of Jesus as a church. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my wife. I pray that her relationship with you will intensify. Give her a spirit and a hunger for the word and your, and your Holy Spirit. And we pray these prayers. Let this be a new season. Coming out of this water, a new person. In the name of Jesus Christ, we baptize her now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, give God glory. And oh, come on, my soul. Oh, don't.